The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Coming straight from the mouths of madness. I am one of the hosts, Lowdown. With me, as always, is F. You Hunter. What's up, bitches? What's up, you mommy boy girl bitches? <laughs> Swimming in the lake, all safe and shit, and then you drown. Yeah, yeah. bitches. Oh. Well, really, we say like, have you been picked on? We understand because really, like, poor Jason was just a you know victim of bullying. See, and that's really? what happens. You bully somebody, and eventually they become a big ass motherfucker and just murder the shit out of people. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, with us tonight to talk about the Friday Thirteenth franchise is Mike Riser. He is back. Yeah, happy to be here. We're going to be talking about like child neglect, you know, <laughs> child neglect. And he was a victim of that too. Yeah, that is very true. Shitty fucking counselors worry about getting their dick wet. Fucking. I'll say this: <laughs> the one thing we were denied between one and two is a workout montage to explain how the little boy got all fucking. Beefed up and oh, I, fucking I, 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 tossed I can, out. I can. Uh, there's a, the Merkins did a video about that. Uh, we I can post that to the. Okay. you all will see that. Yeah, because that's what I, I need. I need something to show that that training regiment when he got big as shit and able to murder motherfuckers with just his hands. You yeah, know? it wasn't. It's not in the woods, but it, it's still a training montage for okay, Jason. Good, so there's good. that. I'm glad that exists because there's plenty of other plot holes in that series. I'm just saying he's a skinny ass, weird looking kid who fucking drowns, and the next time we and we see him in two, he he's fucking big ass shit murdering people. Oh man, he could have yeah. like, he could have been fighting bears and shit. Like you don't know, he fucking he's living in the woods, man. I'm just <laughs> saying that's not the natural evolution of weird skinny kid that fucking can't swim. True, true. Is big ass motherfucker that can grab your face and crush it. All right, like fair. Yeah. Now he wasn't that strong initially. Yeah, I know. It wasn't until three. Yeah. He wasn't that big in two. He was pretty big. No, dude, the actor was not big in two. He was. I, I wouldn't say. All right, like big, he's, he, was ta- he was. He was towering. He had a presence. All he right, had a presence. But uh, yeah, I'll say that. But that it wasn't until a, three where a it's sack like, on his head would give him a presence. Yeah, too. By the way, yeah, it helped that his victims were all pipsqueaks in the second one. Most true. But yeah, by yeah. by four, they're just like, yeah, he's a big ass motherfucker. <laughs> like he was, he was taller in four, but he was thicker in three. Yeah, it was crazy. Like the guy they got to play him in three was just like this fucking giant lumbering dude. Yeah. You know, Ted White is just a tall fuck from four. Like, we met him in a con, and he's fucking tall. Mm-hmm. Skinny, but tall. This is your first episode that's not King-related. I was just yeah, thinking about that. delightful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to be freed from that world of literature and talk about something uh, really, really enjoyable yeah. <laughs> in a very different lowbrow kind of way. Exactly. No, but it's like, you know, I always want you on King because there's very few people that actually know his catalog as much as we need, we would like for the King stuff, but I figured you'd have fun talking about Jason. All right, we're going to kind of be running through the franchise here. We, uh, we don't really need to break down movie per movie because that's just a lot. Wait, do we do a spoiler warning? Because, of the, you know, let make sure people know that the first one isn't Jason. You know, do we need to let, give people a heads up about that? let them know that about the fifth one, too. No. Just so they don't waste no. their time. They no, need to watch. I'm not going to give any warning about the fifth one because if you go into the fifth uh, one, you deserve what you get. Fuck you. Anyhow, but uh, yeah, I guess I, I'm already showing my emotions about the fifth one. Uh, yeah. And that comes from a um, very disappointed 12-year-old watching that going, are you fucking serious? I'm are you, you fucking I'm serious? You. I was so angry. Yeah. So angry. So I was gonna, we were going to do a best and worst of but I f- I'm pretty sure we can all agree that was the worst, Jason. Yeah. I mean, yes. well, uh, as Jason, far as- we're not talking about the, the movie, but just actually the Jason. Like the Friday 13th. 
five with the I feel like Man. it's the worst of the franchise. You know what though? It has some it has the kills some, are fun. The, the kills, the kills are, fun. are fun. And that puts it almost over Manhattan. Okay. It also has Man- because Manhattan bad. is fucking boring. It's mainly on a fucking ship. Like And the kills aren't he, that good. And like There's like one. The de- his death at the end of Manhattan is stupid. Yeah, and I will say a charitable thing about Five before we bury it and forget it forever. Uh, some of the characters are great. The kid eating the candy bars and the rage out it dude. Do, oh, it, man, it, that's great. It does come across as kind of a, like a very cult style with the characters yeah. compared to like your very generic ones. Like just the weird, like like redneck, trashy fucking characters. The dude riding the motorcycle and the fucking mom and shit like that. So there are some yeah. weird kind of, kind of, like kind of crazy Hi-ya. outlandish characters in there. But man and like at least you have that as much as i fucking hate five at least you have some kind of character in it. yeah and i actually enjoyed tommy in five because he just has these massive outbursts of just beating the fuck out of people <laughs> he's like talk shit wham 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 like, he like put he like literally put like three kids into like the fucking like you know uh nurses station in the yeah. in the camp i'm like jesus <laughs> dude yeah, and he also has beautiful mask-making artistic abilities, so he's a, he's a sensitive soul, too, in addition to his uncontrollable rage. Yeah, that's PTSD for you. That's, Plus, what, that's what that in, is. In my opinion, um, Five, another thing I could say positive about Five is that uh, I think po- Five, because it was so shitty and pissed off the fans, helped bring out my favorite of the series in Six. Yeah, but also, that's, really, that's why it didn't do shit, was because of Five. It fucked up pretty much the every other that movie, movie the franchise yeah, I after that. Box office wise, yes, six did not do well because of nor did seven, nor did eight. They, they, some of those did a little more, but five because it was so shitty. They're like, oh, we need to go a completely different direction than we did, and that's where we got six. Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's true. what encourages that's true. six, not just bringing actually Jason back in the way they did, but the little hints of comedy, the fucking kills are you know top notch. So I'll give that five being so shitty. Brought a six. Yeah, I mean, I guess, okay, so if I'm looking at five as cohesive story up until the ending, that movie actually has a flow to it, and the kills are good. The big thing is just that it's not Jason. That pissed a lot of people off. It pissed me off. That, oh, that, yeah. would, that, That's what I'm saying. That rage is really 12? what drives it for me, calling it the worst. But if we're actually looking from a technicality standpoint, uh, Manhattan's probably the worst. Yeah. And that's hard to say because Jason Goes to Hell was trash, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, I know. It's one of those things. Uh, I'm like, fuck Manhattan. I was like, oh yeah, I'm. That means that the one where Jason's not Jason through most of the movie would be better than that. So I, I don't know. I'm gonna be cautious about saying Manhattan's the worst one. So I will say this: I've rewatched five, and I just stop it at the final scene because it just annoys me. Like now, I just watch it. I don't get raged. I just annoyed. But the last time I tried to watch eight, I couldn't finish it because it's just it's just a bad movie. Yeah, and the nice thing about stopping five right before the ending is six reveals it was all just a dream anyway. So. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, but no, yeah, eight is I forgot how unwatchable that is. That's so bad. And the and again, it's not just that like you know, it's doesn't make any fucking sense that Jason gets on this boat and Crystal Lake. I will say the turn. I'll say it again, Crystal Lake. And somehow ends up on a cruise liner that is on the East Coast going to New York. How does that work again? As far as I know, lakes don't really connect to other bodies of water yeah. that will eventually connect to a channel that connects to and the, the ocean. And the director's response so, is, I hope nobody really figured that out. 
See, you're already like talking down like- to your audience. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I hope nobody really thought about the, you know, science of a lake going connected to the fucking, you know, yeah. ocean. Don't uh, worry about that, guys. Uh, and and that's just the start of it. And then again, most of it takes place on a fucking cruise liner. Who fucking cares about seeing Jason kill people in their cabins? Mm-mm. Yeah. It- it's it's embarrassing, especially because Jason is capable. He can clearly steal people's clothes. He can take their items and use them against them. He could have just walked out of the lake and got on the boat, like not in the lake. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And 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 we get literally the the title movie and what it's what twenty minutes, twenty minutes of him yeah. in actually New York. Yeah, and there's one good kill, and that mm-hmm. one good kill is some guy that was dumb enough to try to. Box fucking Jason. Look, man, that one kill wouldn't have been as good if we hadn't had shit before, for like pretty much three quarters of the movie before that. I'm sorry, yeah. like if it was up to the other level of the other Jason movies, that kill wouldn't have been as and awesome. Not, I really it's, think it's they not put a good th- kill. That it's kill a for fu- a reason. It's a funny kill. Yeah. That's the thing is that yeah. it's not a good kill. It's it's very basic, you know. But you know, this dude like I'll, I'll box the shit out of you, and you're like, all right, you, yeah, you, you exactly what would happen if you tried to box fucking Jason happens. So it's 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 not a great kill, but it is pretty funny. It is funny, and like I said, I don't. It it still would have been funny, but to me, that is like the best kill that the movie has. It's really weak on the kills. The guitar kill wasn't didn't I didn't care that him breaking the one chick's neck. I didn't like the yeah. lava rock made no sense. How the fuck did you just be uh, burned? You just burn. Yeah, that's death oh, right Jesus. there. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it, it's all of like the worst, weakest kills of some of the early movies combined with like so much wasted potential i think that's what hurts my feelings the most i got so mm. excited when he was walking through times square approaching the crew break dancing with their boom box here we're gonna see something magical and then we didn't yeah he just kicks the boom box and goes on he, he doesn't his... kill anybody no. but like and it's weird he, he has such a hard on but he has such a hard on for the people when they get off the cruise liner that like literally it's jason he just he's, he, you're anywhere near him he's gonna fucking kill you or well, I guess not. Like he, it's like he's walking through the streets. And you're waiting to see him just take a machete, start slashing motherfuckers on the sidewalks. No, he's like, no, no, you're good, you're cool, you're cool. I'm just the, those people. I, I was scaring them earlier, so I have to finish what I was doing. So fuck it. And Jason is a killer who could twist policemen into pretzels, and we just see him do PG drags of officers into the alleyways. I guess would have been too controversial. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jason takes Manhattan. Could have literally. Just follow the beats of almost like fucking Rambo, yeah. Where eventually the whole city's like after Jason because you know the whole town they bring in the military. You know they're fucking you know rolling in all the artillery to stop John Rambo. It's like that's what New York had to do for Jason. And basically what, what we could have gotten was we could have gotten the beginning of Jason Live, uh, Jason goes to hell at the end of Jason Takes Manhattan, yeah. where they just drop a fucking bomb on his ass, like. Yeah. But we didn't get that. It would have made more sense. (laughs) It would have made more sense. The toxic waste that runs through New York (sighs) turns into a child. It just fills the fucking sewers on a a regular basis. What time is it? Oh, it's about five o'clock. So don't be in the sewers. That's when we rush the all toxic waste. That's the worst, Jason. Unmasked makeup. How do you explain this? Was there a child? Like, was the was Jason actually a robot controlled by a little child, and that toxic waste melted that because? what happens he's in the toxic waste and then there's a child there a it was a problem if you got toxic waste running through your city on a nightly basis <laughs> thank you yeah and b yeah, if your toxic waste is turning adult zombies into children you, i don't you need to check what the fuck you're doing with your city bro because that's not how that works <laughs> but that's not a kill that like like like, like you know you go back to fucking cory feldman fucking just going the fuck off with a machete on him yeah. you get to fucking old adult tommy and part six fucking chain rock you know and like these you 
even invent, seven. Invent ways of like, I'm going to do what I can to fucking kill you or stop you. And this one goes, oh shit, it's almost five o'clock. He's going to be in the sewer when the toxic waste comes. It'll turn into a child. No, no, stop it. Bad. Bad, <laughs> bad, 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 no bad. I mean, look, part seven with all the psychic ability and stuff. Okay, whatever. But, you know, I know apparently Psychic Girl brings Ghost Dad out of the water, mm-hmm. and that's what, that's stupid. And it was almost like, as the director of Manhattan was like, oh, fucking hold my beer. You think that? <laughs> yeah. You think waterlogged zombie dad is bad? I will fucking one up you on that shit. I will say one thing that Seven has that they, I guess, tried to have like a small little funny comedy aspect in eight was, you know, on the rooftop with a boxer where someone was trying to go toe to toe. Yo, girl went toe to toe with Jason and put him through the fucking ringer. And that was what was also about Seven. It wasn't all the bullshit. Kills that got cut in the first part of the movie because it was supposed to be MPAA had the MPAA had a fucking field day with the entire franchise. Oh yeah, it fucked up, and it I, I say fucked up because but it's not like where I was on a watch. But there's so many Jason uh, Friday Three movies that I enjoy. It fucked it up because it could just been that much better because they just neutered they cut, the fuck they out cut of it. So they neutered many of the so kills. much, especially yeah. in Seven, got hit the hardest with that. So really, for me, the part of Seven that I love is just them going at it. Toe to toe, she's breaking electrical fucking cables. And I do fucking particularly sh- like the scene yeah, like, when she fucking, fucking awesome. just breaks his mask. Yeah, and then we see and the awesome get, like zombie Jason, because like, yeah. we hadn't seen that since the beginning of part six. Yep. So that was really cool, and just like setting him on fire, nail gun to the face. Like she fucked Jason up, dude. Like that's the only person that's really ever fucked Jason up, and that's Wait. that's really what I enjoyed about. It seven. was pretty much like the you know the screenwriter intended, which was Carrie versus Jason. Yeah, like you, yeah you, it's exactly. It's pretty much that, but you can use Carrie, so it's random psychic girl that, you know, lost her dad to the lake years ago. So, close and, enough. And it works because it's not like in the past where you just see people like shooting Jason or whatever, yada yada, which has always been the go-to. It's like, she can be at such far distance and fuck him up, so she can't get, because once Jason, can, you're in like his zone, you're pretty much done. Because if he can get his hands on you, you know, but you could, and she could use anything. It didn't matter what it was to fuck him up, you know? I will say, though, with part seven, that, again, it, it, the pacing is really boring. I think that's because and, of the and, kills, and, too, and, though. And, and neutered. The kills, but also just, like, you don't really care. They're the whole subplot of the doctor trying to work with oh, the side. Yeah, burn exactly. Yeah, burning. <laughs> that subplot. It's it's every time they go into it, I'm like I don't fucking care. Where's Jason? Why isn't he fucking killing? And like I watched it and like he doesn't kill anybody legitimate for like fucking forty minutes. That's because they neutered it. But you're just going through the psychology yeah. of this doctor going. Psychic girl needs some help. Like I don't fucking care about psychic girl except for the end. True. Yeah, it's completely joyless because the whole thing is meant to be the psychic girl's story of her trauma, which is I don't, not an interesting. I one. don't care. <laughs> I don't care about. And that. We already had just seen Tommy's story, which is much better. Yeah. So that's really, you know, the the, late, the latter half of the series just really did kind of take a tailspin. They just got lazy. Because if you go to the, all right, the first one, like just when that movie came out, 1980, Inventive Kills, it really made the slasher kind of what it is. We had all these proto slashers, you know, obviously Halloween, you know, the silent killer, you know, just go around just killing, you know, at the time, no real reason kind of thing, you know, and this actually gave the killer a story, but it was still that unseen killer thing, you know, and, and like, again, Savini with his inventive kills. Then, you know, they wanted more because the first one grossed a lot of money, like a lot of money. Oh, yeah. People wanted that shit. Then you get part two, and I'm like, okay, now apparently Jason didn't die in the lake, which was the whole, and they never, they never, um, Whoa, what was it? There's something that they don't give away in the first one. 
she oh she never said he was had it was had any kind of uh slow you know he, like he was deformed or anything like that in yeah. the, in the original Fire Thirteenth Ma she never says that at the end really she just said he he, he wasn't a very good swimmer she never said anything about. You didn't. You didn't know anything about that until the final scene when, when he jumps he pops out of the out, lake. Yeah. But uh, Pamela Voorhees never said anything about that. So hmm. that was kind of yeah. You know, interesting. You know. Yeah. And, and, then, it, and it's weird because I guess how successful the first one was. They're like, well, we got to do a second one. All right. Well, the main killer in the first one doesn't have a head, so he didn't drown, guys. Like you know, it's like one of the things. Like, uh, yeah, he, yeah, there we go, and he got all buffed. He got big, bigger, and he's killing motherfuckers. And rumor has it that he watched his mom get beheaded. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say that the first one had inventive kills for, you know, what it was as a at the time period. You know, like um, the Kevin Bacon's obviously that's death that's scene, kind of that's, the, like that's the, kind of the the top mark. Everything there. else is like a stab. I mean, like, well, because there's a couple of them, the the point of view ones where the guys like, hey, what are you? Oh, like you know, and like. Literally, that's the kill. Is like I just walked towards you with a knife and stabbed you, and there, there you go. That's a kill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's some good bow and arrow marksmanship in keeping with the whole. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then like, well, they, and then like tease you with that because that she's by the bow and arrow and almost gets hit by somebody else being a douche and earlier in the movie. She's like, uh, yeah, that's clever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they really, what they really do with the first one is the suspense. It's really more still ca carrying over from the '70s, heavy suspense laden. Yeah, it borrows heavily from the Wes Craven style of Hills Have Eyes of keep you guessing Black Christmas, who's out there. Black Christmas stuff, does that as well. You know, I just want to give it up to to Pamela Voorhees. Man, she is she worked out because she is lifting bodies and hanging them up and doing all this shit. And I and like you, we think about it, like you know, by the end of the movie, you're you're after you watch it the first time, you know what's happening. If you just think about the in-between scenes that we don't see of her fucking like lugging these motherfuckers and hanging them up and putting them in place, because some of the people she killed, she didn't just leave them there. She's got them in strategic places or mm -hmm. falling down, like that. and you're just like, yeah, she she got a workout there. And like I gave her props because later on you see Jason, like yeah, that's no problem. Carry a couple bodies. I was gonna say, leave one is Jason, not not. But well, she is crazy, and crazy has a whole different level of strength too. But, so yeah, but there's still limits, crazy with physical, you know. Mm. There's been a lot of studies done. I'm just done. saying, I just see her with that sweater, the turtleneck yeah, sweater, turtleneck sweater, carrying a body going, all right, let's get you all tied up here. Like, I mean, have you seen it lately? Pam does look good in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just don't see her being that buff. I just no, don't see yeah, her, yeah. yeah. And um, Those are the deleted scenes I want to see, too. <laughs> and then, you know, like part two, then we get Jason and, you know, the original writer, director, you know, Cunningham didn't come back. It was Minor who was part of the first one. So everything starts to change. But two is still a solid like it it's it, it literally follows the same beats, but like kills start getting a little more brutal because now it is like Jason doing it, right? And you don't have the hockey mask yet, but you get the which also this scene got neutered all to all to hell was the fucking air you know, the spear through the fucking bed scene. Oh, yeah. Like that was probably one of the raddest kill no, the wheelchair. Yeah, the wheelchair. <laughs> so, Riser yep. was waiting for that one. He's like, yeah. we're going to talk about the wheelchair. The one, wheelchair right? is my favorite of the whole series. But uh, the nice thing about two is it does have this little influence from the Italian horror movies of the time in the kills and the bloodshed. The spear one is a reference to one of the Argento movies, as I recall. Um, and yeah, it does have like the nastiest, in most poor taste kill in the entire series. Mm -hmm. A handicapped kid who's a very nice guy gets hit in the face with a machete and then kicked down the stairs for his trouble. And that's what's no perfect reason. is it's not just that he gets a machete in the face, but then, and there's something very iconic about just it's raining 
and those long fucking steps, and like he's just, just dead. Down him. He's dead with a machete in his face, and it's like bump, 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 bump. It's like it's like the scene from Untouchables with the carriage, except um, dead machete dude, where it just keeps going down those steps, and you, he, the director doesn't stop. He just lets you keep watching this dead, yeah, poor it dude does, in a wheelchair. It does like pan out before he gets to the bottom, but you just you're literally watching him for. I don't know five of uh, like well not five but like three different sections of the steps because it's such a long fucking now, way down. One of the genius moves that the producers of the Friday Thirteenth movies did, specifically in those first four, and because I didn't start with one, I Neither didn't did start I. with two. I started with actually I think three, maybe four. I think I started with four. But they had this technique where they said, "Okay, you haven't seen the ones earlier, but let's remind you of the kills." Mm-hmm. And I remember. That's where I was like, whoa, they killed a motherfucker in a wheelchair because they're like, go back. I was like, I got to go back and see that now. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, the the handy little recaps previously was really on good. Friday the 13th. But it was awesome. Yeah. Like, they had one where there's like a campfire and like their shit they're talking about. And it was really effective, especially if you didn't start with the first one. And like I said, I just I jumped on three or four and they're like, if you like the kills in this, we're going to show you what happened earlier. Go check them out. Yeah, I think it's a nice touch. It does make it a little difficult to try to watch the series altogether because you are going to see the girl impersonate Pamela Voorhees so many oh, times yeah. you will get bored with it. Yeah, that is that is actually very true. <laughs> but two, so two is where you start seeing how like Jason's unstoppable. You know, at the very end, I mean, a whack across the shoulder with a machete. Yeah, that's gonna. I mean, that's that's gonna put your ass down. You know. But also, you started seeing consistency in how they got different special effects artists in the different movies. Because when three kicks in, so two, three, and four are the same three days. They literally happen within the same three days. So when three kicks starts, it's right after two. They show him come back to life. And now he has no hair. He's pink and piggish looking. You know what I mean? Like, well, he, he looks completely different. Dying for a little while will do that to your hair. That's what I understand. Oh, well, that, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So you dying get, for, you, like, you an get hour. Cut, you get cut up for a little while, and, like, when you, you know, regenerate, like, your hair goes out. And yeah, that's how it works. I'm dying for, so. like, an hour just totally Yeah, changes. yeah, that's how it A works. lot of people don't realize, like, and there's, like, news reports happening. Like, uh, Steve Miner does the, has a cameo in 3 where the old lady at the, at the beginning when she owns the shop is watching the news. The newscaster is the Steve Miner from... That's right, you know, yeah. But he's talking about the kills. Like, every one of the... Between, uh, what is it, uh, 2, 3, and 4, 3's got a news report about what happened in 2, 4's got a news report about what happened in 3 and 2. Like, there's still a killer around the lake, you know? How incompetent are the fucking cops? And I'm going to reference the beginning of 4, because there are helicopters, a fuck ton of cops are going, you know, all this shit. They got this body. This dude, has, they're, they're discovering bodies all over the place. Like, it's a big fucking deal. And they're like, oh, don't this close is, down the lake. And then this is the, and this is the killer. And then he escapes and there's not any police presence any, any time in part four no, after yeah. he mm. kills the more, the corner and gets the fuck out of there. And then like, yeah, well, I guess he escaped. He had already murdered like 30 people, but uh, well, he'll he'll pop up again sometime. Like, <laughs> well, as six reveals, it has one of the nastiest, meanest cops in charge of that town in any horror movie outside of uh, maybe a Rob Zombie movie because he, that dude's not afraid to point a shotgun at his own daughter. Oh yeah, that is true. That is that is very true. Um, yeah, and the three. I mean, the biggest thing about three really that come out. Of, I mean, it's. I think I enjoy three better than two, but the big thing about three is you get outside of the shitty ass three D. 
<laughs> the blatant obvious with the scenes that you don't really need to have, like the yo-yo going down towards the camera and the, mm. hey, do you want this thing? And they hand it and it's in your face. You're like, yeah. yes, yes, at one time 3D was really going to yeah. blow your mind. But I, you can just cut these scenes out, people. And then, is the, is he gets the mask. Yeah. The iconic cocky mask. Three is a huge step up in a lot of ways. The production values are better. The acting is noticeably better. Mm -hmm. um, and the kills get a lot zanier uh, because the 3D gimmick, while it's silly for, say, the title sequence or the yo-yo, um, the flying eyeball is just fantastic. I was about to yeah. totally throw yeah. it. That's the one time they're like, oh, man. They were like, they set up, all right, we got this three movies. Like, we're going to have an eyeball coming out, right? Like, they, you almost like, no, as soon as they brought up the concept of part three and it was going to be 3D, they're like, we're going to have an eyeball come out at somebody at some point, right? Because that's, that's the only start, reason to have that scene. And that's where you start seeing the strength, because you literally squeezed yep. <laughs> to make that happen. Which is so crazy, because she's like right around the corner. She's like, hey, where are you? And he's just like, no, you're, I'm about to fucking die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it does feel in some ways like the gore has stepped down a little bit in 3 from 2 because the effects team seems to have spent more time figuring out how to get pitchforks to come right at you off the screen or spear guns to fly off the screen. Yeah, no, that, that is true. It is... I feel He's like still... it is less gory. All right. I, I'm not drawing a blank if it's three or four, but the dude that thought, it was, you know, is walking around with his hands, is that three or is that four? Hmm? The dude that's walking on his hands and then... That is three. in three. 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 Yes. That's, that's the gory that's scene. And that's spectacularly gory. And that right there is, is a pretty hardcore scene. That's why I was like trying to see if I could give three credit or four credit because like he just chops... Cut the, him in half through his and dick. And having the camera <laughs> under him, and you just see him collapse like a... Then which, when they stuff him on a rafter, you're like, yeah. holy fuck, man. But that's a pretty fucking hardcore scene. It is I'll pretty hardcore, that. yes. Yeah, it, do, it does feel like the entirety of the fake blood budget was spent there, and the entire supply exhausted because the bikers die without any blood. Yep. The girl who gets spear-gunned, I don't think there's a drop of blood from that either. You don't even see some of the bikers, like the chick, like you just, oh, oh she's already hanging up there. Yeah. Like, she didn't even see her she, death. She got a fucking uh, crossbow to the eye and it just oh just, there it is there it, it is it, yeah it falls back now i do wish that i seen because remember the one biker dude comes back at the end to help yeah. her but he and jason just goes to town on him with just a pipe hurt. wrench can <laughs> i get a shot of that because jason hits him like eight times and he's a big motherfucker like there couldn't be much of that head left no all you get is twitching legs yeah, we, yeah it almost was set up yeah. like a fucking vin diesel rock fight scene from five like that yeah. that biker dude was a big motherfucker so i was waiting to see them go and it's just, no no yeah yeah, no, yeah you're no. fucked up but the, the big the big 3d thing too at the end was and it is an, it is an iconic jason scene it gets used for so many commercials when it comes to Friday the 15th it's just a axe in the head and then him reaching the out. out i yeah. mean that is fucking rad dude like yeah, yeah. That, and if you have the 3D glasses, never watched it with 3D glasses, it's it is cool, but it also uh, just and that's where it represents the you know you can't kill Jason kind of scenario because I mean motherfucker has a axe to the head and his response is hands out I'm coming at you and also this is where they, they bring in some random shit though like apparently he tried to like kill her kill and or rape her that's, in the past. that's right, fucking yeah, yeah. weird I was that's gonna bring weird. that up where she has a memory of him and. And I, I had the same one. I was like, did Jason try to fuck her at one time? Yeah, like, right? like, hold on a second. She's like, no, it's you. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> but like, yeah, she's going through it. And I was like, what? what is happening? Like, the first time I watched it, I was like, this is fucking weird. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it is fucking weird. Yeah, the implications of it are incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> it's not cool. He's an ugly motherfucker, dude. Like, it's just so cringy. It's cringy. Jason doesn't care about pussy. Like, uh, yeah, that's not his no. thing. And again, no. the continuity, if he died at age 13, how is he out here hooking up with chicks? 
Doesn't make any it sense. It makes zero sense. Yeah. Zero sense. <laughs> Honestly, chicks show them their tits, their tits come off or they're fucking dead. Like, yeah. he gives two shits if about If you it. do anything sexual, that's Jason's MO. It's like, oh, you're going to die. Yeah. You're going to die. Yeah, he'll murder, but he's not raping, right? He's not ra- <laughs> yeah. he, has a, he has a code. He'll fucking stab something through your eyeball or whatever, <laughs> but he will not rape. That's that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's absolutely hilarious the juxtaposition of the extreme violence with the absolutely puritanical approach towards sex that the early movies show. Uh, they are the most reactionary horror movies out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of them are just a morality play of what you should not do. Seriously. <laughs> Don't do drugs. Don't have premarital sex. And you'll be fine. I do want to note, I love and how... pray, because it... they'll spare you if you pray. Yes, totally. Totally. We, we jumped on the really shitty Friday 13th first. And it's funny because, again, it's it's pretty much that order of seven, eight, nine, you know. Um, and now we're going to the first. And it's in, like, I was thinking, like, which cult kills from which movie? Because, again, the first four are so fucking solid. Like, I had to ask y'all, like, that one where he gets chopped out. Three. Which like, one is that? Like, that's iconic destiny. That that's is, like, that's, so that good. That was the strength of the series that they just walked away from. And, like, we're you know, we're going, and we're in three, and we're going to four, and it's like, one of those things where there's so many strong fucking kills, and I just like thinking back, like, God damn, those later movies fucking suck that Dude, bad. They do, they really we're do. Real, we're, we're simple creatures. And, just yeah. show us, like, how long we've we been talking about part three, a a three D movie that was ugh. that again, you could easily cut out twenty minutes where it's just bullshit three D, but the kills are good, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, this is a uh, example of it. They just get so much lazier as the movies go on. In the second one, he basically sets up uh, the shopkeeper to get killed by some sort of venomous snake. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much effort that goes into that. And then, like, <laughs> later, it's just, oh, I'm going to push you. <laughs> now, I will say, we, we forgot to mention with part two that um, uh, one of my favorite guys, the, you know, old town guy that is trying to warn He's them. He's got a death curse. He's got a death curse. You know, it was kind of sad to see him get taken out because, you know. I tried to bring him back with the thorough where he's like, I have warned thee. And he's holding yeah. up the eyeball. I'm like, oh, that's creepy. Yeah, but he was just more yeah. crazy. Yeah. I, that's what, yeah, I miss the, the crazy old town person to warn them yeah. of yeah. death's on his way. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they didn't really go with that anymore. It's just the first couple of movies. And then with four, it picks up literally right the same night as three. They're at the barn. <laughs> Again, cops are like, well, they're like, oh, no, but they got the, helicopters, case fucking closed. ambulances. They're like, oh, this is Jason Voorhees. And, I love the yeah. random cast, some of the cast casting it, though, because mm-hmm. you started off with the coroner, and that is dude from Police Academy movies. Yeah. And then you get into fucking Corey Feldman. Feldman. And then if that wasn't enough, I have an the appreciation. Double mint twins. <laughs> well, I have an appreciation for twins. goddamn oh, Chris Glover. Yeah. Because he's such a crazy motherfucker. Everybody knows him from Back to the Future, but just his, all the shit he's in. And when I saw him, I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. And then there's the dancing scene. I was like, that's fucking Chris Glover. Yeah. That, dancing free ball in a that. fucking Friday the 13th movie. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm so the fuck in. That's actually not the song he was dancing to either. Yeah. Like that, there was actually a different song playing that they they, oh, they couldn't get the rights for, so oh, they, they dubbed had, another song over it. They had outtakes where, yeah, he did all sorts of crazy dancing. That, that was the one that they decided to go with in the fucking movie. Is four the one with the disco song? No, that's three. Three. three that's three, the yeah. song for three. Yeah, because you got to have the disco <laughs> song and then the title cards coming in three D at you just to get that full like. Yeah, this, that really does make me like three a lot, though. Like, I, something that, about that, that, disco, man. that disco version that. is pretty fucking it's awesome. fucking awesome. <laughs> but so four comes out the gate with like way more. Like now we're like at the epitome of like violence for those movies because four, like he takes a, the hacksaw, slices the throat, twists the head at the same time. So it's basically nothing there. He guts the fucking nurse, doesn't just stab her, 
he sticks it in and just slowly just rips it on up. Yeah. And then guts it. Like, Jason wasn't doing that before. Like, so, yeah, they really amped that up because Savini came back for the effects on that one. So that helped. And it's important to note he starts killing randoms for no reason there. That nurse turned down the advances of the coroner. She didn't want to hook up and got God anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to goddamn bring it up because I know I've mentioned a couple episodes, but part four has one of the most amazing scenes of just to show you how fucking badass Jason is. That literally a dog commits suicide instead of facing down Jason. Yeah, like yeah, he just, and, I, and I still watch that. I'm just like, because there's nothing else to explain randomly. This dog jumping through glass out of a second story window to get away from Jason. That's yeah. how badass. You know, some you know, most of the time you expect other oh, dogs gonna try to attack Jason. He's no, this dog said, "Fuck that! I'll fucking I'll suicide if I have to. I'm getting the fuck out of here." That's such an amazing, crazy fucking scene. Just explain how hardcore Jason is. Yeah, so. it's true. <laughs> and I mean, we had Corey Feldman, who had, uh, in the same year he had Gremlins come out, so he had pretty much was on a darker side of movies at that point and early in his career, right? Um, and then you've got, like I said, the kills in four. So good. I mean, you got with Crystal Glover, you got Corkscrew to the hand. Oh, you can't go anywhere. Cleaver to the fucking face. Come on, man. Like, it's so quick, it's so it's, quick too, by the way, because he's like, "Ah, oh, my fucking hand!" And before, whack. and before he could even really turn his head, it's like, whack, and it's like, jam the fuck in there, like. And then you've got a uh, the fucking crushing his face against the porcelain wall, like that was rough. It, you saw that like bone crushing, like like god damn. And dude. that's the thing, definitely the Jason in part four is where you get like. Like they gave us a little bit with three with him crushing the dude's head, but with part four, like he looks like yeah, he doesn't even need much, anything to kill people. He's a big motherfucker. Like you were saying, he just crushing the dude's face and just the way he, he like handled yeah. handle people. Like if you're gonna try to fight him, you're fucking gonna lose. Well, look at the end scene when they leave that one house to go back to the uh, to the uh, Jarvis's house. He literally had hung up Crispin Glover to scare people. He just like oh, one arm rips him oh, down, man. one arm, dude. And you're like, ouch! Like I know he's dead, but God, it's gonna fucking hurt. God damn, dude! It was and one arm. Just, it wasn't like he had to like. Ugh, he was like, ah, psh, like and then fly. just literally the hey, I'm here throwing some you know the body through the fucking window, like mm-hmm. just so easily. Like yeah, now I'm gonna make my my name. I'm, I'm gonna let you know that I'm here. Mm-hmm. Just toss bodies, walk, rip bodies down. That's a big motherfucker. So yeah. Yeah, it's great to, that that's actually established as canon for him at that point. It makes it so much more satisfying later in 6 when he's able to just rip arms out of sockets and throw them and whatnot. Yeah. Well, 6, oh, they, yeah. They, six they went, uh, while he was resting, he took some. He got a little uh, roid rage going on because he is noticeably fucking bigger in 6. Yes. And I will say, outside of 6, 4 has the best kill of Jason. Because not only does, like... Feldman loses shit and go go just machete you know machete brazen on his ass and just starts hacking him up like fucking he's he hits him like sh- the sister hits him in the side of the face in that scene oh of him falling yeah. on the fucking machete and sliding down sliding it, down that shit still makes me cringe it's and that's oh, and that's Savini that's, that's Savini dude that's Savini all the way oh fuck it was, but it's so good it's so good you know I mean that's pretty I mean that's pretty much four four really gets the formula down where it's like you know bunch of horny Teenagers who want to party show up and they're skinny dipping when there's a lot of tits in that one. Lots of amazing naked asses and titties. Oh, yeah. Even, but even like the reason, even the guys get naked, but they get naked to make them feel comfortable. Like the actors are like, the funny well, you thing know, is, I think there's only one couple that actually fucks. There's, there's one. A, yeah, there's a lot of it's about to happen. No, no, there's actually two. I forgot. Chris McGlover oh, fucking. Yeah. Oh, dude, I forgot <laughs> about the spear to the fucking groin. The harpoon through the groin. Yep. Yeah. The boyfriend Ouch. who's going to look for the girl. She's naked the longest and she has a. 
glorious booty and titties in that. Yes. The one who gets stabbed through the raft. Raft. Woo. Yeah. But like, you thought hers was <laughs> bad though, because she's getting stabbed from underneath, right? Yep. But he got it through the fucking groin and picked up. Like, yeah. And if you think your girlfriend's out there naked, you probably might already be starting to get a little boner going, and then you get stabbed and get picked up. That's not a cool thing, dude. That is not okay. That is that's just bad times. Jason like, ruins a lot of days. <laughs> <laughs> so four definitely has so many solid fucking kills, and that because really that's what it comes down to. That's what you you want for a Jason movie, and that's what you wanted moving forward for all the other Jason movies. Is like, then that's what they got right with the Hatchet series. Like, I feel like the Hatchet series made up for the lack of the latter part of the Jason movies where they were just inventive. Every kill was inventive. Yep. You know? Yeah. Every fucking you kill. You had these kind of w- weird characters. And again, like with part four, you have character development enough to know who he's killing that, you know, you don't you don't like these characters, you know, but you at least know some stuff about them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's what lacks in later in the series is you don't fucking care about anybody. Like, they're like... They're giving you information, you're like, I don't fucking care. And that's where the early ones, they made you learn to actually know the characters before they get slaughtered. Exactly. Yeah, and the stories are interesting. It feels like it sticks a little too closely to the we need counselors all the way on up to Jason <laughs> X, even. Yeah. Uh, and their stories just aren't good after the first couple of movies. Yeah. And we already talked about five. We're not going to make anything. That's what I'm saying. We already talked about five. Uh, we, but, like, there's six, which, I mean... It's my favorite. I was gonna say I I, I don't uh, I don't know how Riser feels, but low down me I know that's I I, I put that at top notch. I have a strong Freddy versus Jason bias for a oh, lot of I, I reasons. Get I get that though. I get that. We are going to touch on that because it's really after six. Like if you want to hear about Jason goes to hell, our other podcast on the network, Beautiful Disasters. I'm on it with Hunter and Groot. So literally go listen to that. I'm not wasting detail. time on Jason no, goes to hell. Yeah, uh, Jason and I. There's like one good kill in Jason next, dude. I have to fucking. It's so the, ridiculous. The best, the biggest, so contr- biggest contribution we'll say with Jason David goes to Kronberg? hell. Well, <laughs> well, no, that's that's Jason X. That's not even Jason. Oh, Jason. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I thought you said. I was Jason like, I was goes to hell. X. The biggest thing you could say about that is again the Freddy arm the at the teaser end. Teaser, and that's all. For Freddy that's versus the Jason. only yeah. thing. That's to what bring started up about the fans that. to where they finally fucking made it ten years later. <laughs> Fuck. Now six, I think it got a little. It did get neutered. Some of the kills, like it's got great kills, but there are a couple kills you don't see. That I think, like she just walks in and sees the gory, like towards the gory cabin. See, that's like what's that. that's what's amazing about six is even like a throwaway kill where you don't see it, but you see the after effect of oh, it, God. The aftermath. Where like there's so much, like comically amount of blood all over that cabin. Yeah, I was about to defend the cabin kill as well because it's absurd. There's no way that much blood it's came out of everywhere. the people that were in that cabin. One, but that, but that one like, person. But almost <laughs> shining levels of blood. But I'm saying it also is one of those things where I, I got to give it to the director because he's showing you so much. And here he's like, let your. He shows you so many kills before that that when that happens, you just. He, yeah, that's you know true. What? This is a choose your own way that she died. The kind kills of really build up in that too because it starts off like just, you know, with uh, uh, Horshack. Basically oh, yeah. <laughs> getting stabbed and dropped in the casket. <laughs> yeah, and right there, literally, as soon as he, as Jason, is alive, they establish his strength, where literally he punches him through the fucking heart. Like, yeah, he was... punches him through the fucking heart. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's like, here's your heart, you're you're dead. Which makes sense, because canonically, he is a Mortal Kombat fighter. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know. He's in the later games. We were games. talking about yes, the earlier yes. movies, where, like, you can see his strength. He's a, But literally, they didn't even fuck around, like, first kill. <laughs> Through your he's Heart. yeah your heart's out like that fast and one of the reasons that it's so good is because of the C J Graham who played Jason he's he he was 
he was just so quick movement, but still slow to walk. Like Jason never really ran in this one, but he had run a lot in two, three, and four leading up to that. But in six, he walks fast. He never runs. He walks with speed and purpose. Like, or when he doesn't need to, he's just walking with purpose. Like it's I don't know. Watching CJ his Graham, movements do, are just yeah, it's he awesome. Commu- he communicates just that he is this stalking killer mm-hmm. to the level that like he it's not am I going to kill you, but what do I have around me to kill you with? And just I'm going to casually do it. Like that's the mm-hmm. best way I can put it. You're right. As I recall, that was a happy accident too. There was a different Jason first there was. played by another stuntman. They were like he was a little too, they yeah. someone said he's a little too fat. Like they said it nicely, but they basically like, you're a little too fat, dude. I guess that he's like, yeah, he he, he kind of got thick. <laughs> like, oh, oh he, yeah. He kills the corporate executives, but I do think the performance is really strong in that. And another thing I want to call attention to is the direction. Uh from what I understand, the director had only ever shopped around comedies in Hollywood before and was picked to bring a fun sensibility to it. And it shows the movie is wacky in all the best possible ways. Yeah, no, six is the perfect mix of any Friday Three movie. You, it's just got just enough, and, that's, that's and the it's thing. still serious. Like it's just got just that right it's amount, that right? Tone yeah. Where it's 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 going with a serious tone, but there's moments where there's a character talking to the camera. There's little horror. Oh, there's the fucking uh, there's the, uh, the the cemetery keeper. He was like, ah, these that's, motherfuckers. Why they want to dig him up? What's yeah, wrong with man. people? Yeah, yeah it literally like, looks at the camera. Like <laughs> yeah, and there there's a nice lot of nice little fourth wall breaks and comedy style breaks where uh, like the last executive is like, I'm fucked, aren't I? And then all the campers, yes, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, <laughs> or something as simple as. And I remember when I remember the trailer watching the trailer for this. Um, before I ever saw it, and literally just a throwaway line, but he's like, when they're talking about the first couple kills that they find, they go, and the deputy's like, well, happy Friday the 13th. And I remember, like, just something like that, like, marking this. Because, again, mm-hmm. the movie never talks about Friday the 13th, and it's the first time, like, they bring it up. It's like, well, this is, a, this is a shitty day for this to happen on Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of great little touches of irony, like the sheriff going, we need to get my daughter back because that guy is going to do something crazy and then immediately smash cut to the guy. Please don't do anything crazy while you're driving are the words out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, there's like all kinds, like, like she like driving in, in like in the drive scene when she's just like going around the curves and his his face just like literally slams against her vagina. Like I mean, come on, like that's just like that's just <laughs> funny. It's funny, like it's funny shit. And she smiles or like, no, she but, smirks. But when they stop know? and literally his, he brings and, his, head and up. his head comes up and her dad she was getting her, some her road head the whole there, time. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Like he already's like fuck this Tommy guy and, uh, and yeah, then his face his head comes up and you're like oh vagina. you're so fucked dude. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. But. The uh, kills, the kills are just so good. I mean, like, out of, like one that you only see kind of the after effect of, but you just see how fucking hardcore it is. Is the RV one where yeah. he grabs <laughs> that chick and fucking puts her face, and then you get the outside and you see the mold of her face. Mm. That's fucking hardcore. And that's got one of the oh, yeah. it's hardcore, but it's also hilarious. That's, that's like yeah. Looney Tunes level well, that, of violence. That's what I'm saying yeah, is yeah. like I didn't just like smash her face, and I pushed it till you were part of the RV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the back of her head was flush with the wall. Like and literally, she just stuck out. what they didn't show is after he lets go, like she, her head, she's just hanging there with her face in the fucking RV. Yeah, like, that's oh so good. God damn. That, that led up to one of the sickest Jason like shots of all the films when he. He just steps out of the turnover RV and it's smoking and on fire. But like, it's the way CJ Graham does it. He literally does like a, a like a one step lunge out. Like he doesn't have to like pluck himself up. He literally just puts his slams the door out, brings up his upper body, puts his leg up in the fucking RV and just lunges out. Smooth movement, one step, and then he's just ugh. Like 
Jason is ultimate fucking. You know, I don't know. No one, no other Jason's done that. No, and it relishes in the shots of Jason, which is a wonderful thing after the first couple of movies. Five, he's obviously not in it, but the others, there's a lot of shots of point of view in the woods and mm-hmm. slow and quick. Keep the monster hidden. No, this makes the monster the star, and it's wonderful that way. They really, and you're right. They really do make they, they, no Jason front and center being a fucking killing machine. Yep, you get him in broad daylight, walking through the woods. Yes. Like towards the end when he like comes into the kid's room, but he's like, you're not going to kill the kids, but he slowly walks through and just, I don't know, he just like, he was very stealthy and quiet for being such a big dude in that. Like it was awesome. And again, it's these rules that were quote, quote, established in other ones that this movie breaks. Again, we hadn't since the first, like this is the first one we had actual kids there and you were like, this motherfucker is going to murder children. Like, you know, like, I mean, like you're waiting for it. You don't see it, but like, there's nothing off limits, and I like that. That you didn't know what levels it was at that go point. To. You're right, you didn't because there's never been the kids never showed up to the camp yeah. at that yet at that point. So that was definitely a you know big a big thing uh, new to add to the series. And then it's obviously just, it, tone. Like I know it's supposed to take place normally a camp would be in the summertime, but there is a fall feel to that movie. Oh, it was shot in the fall. But that's what I'm saying. It's well, a fall you, movie. It's a fall movie. It's and, a fall movie. And it's almost <laughs> obvious, like, you like, know. They're wearing fucking winter coats at the end, dude. What fucking summer camp do you wear, like, a full fucking parka? And it was almost like the director's like, yeah, yeah, we're the kids are in camp. It's a fall camp. Don't fucking worry about it. Yeah, like, the, the officers are wearing full fucking parkas. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you fluffy can see, jackets. One time, you can see the cop's breath when like, uh, he gets taken out on the, on the dock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. see his breath right beforehand. Now, I know it might get a little chilly, but not see your breath in the Tommy's summertime. Tommy's a flannel hooded like outer like light like jacket like, but you, you don't wear that in the summer it works like that's the thing oh, i love it i fucking yeah. love it yeah it cracks me up too because at first you might think that this is a summer camp far in the great north but then you learn like from jason takes manhattan it's pretty much located just outside of new rochelle yeah. <laughs> it's not even upstate <laughs> <laughs> and uh um so the, the like the way and the way he keeps coming they really focus on like this frankenstein-ish kind of thing uh the monster keeps coming with like I mean, the final scene with the sheriff where he just is shooting him and he knocks him back and then he gets up and he knocks him back and then he gets up. But it's the way that Graham does it. It's just it's kind of like the the Michael Myers thing where he just doesn't have to, like, force himself to sit up. He just sits up like, you know, feet stay on the ground. Just the upper body sits up, which means you have decent core strength. Right. Um, And then he finally just gets up and, you know, head and toes. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> Head to toes, man. That was, oh, God. You break somebody's back. You're a strong motherfucker. So where exactly does Jason acquire his teleportation skill? Is it Manhattan? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. I don't know if he was, I can't recall if he was teleporting in six or not. No, no. He was walking. He never left the woods around the camp in six. Yeah. And like it shows him walking back into the camp at the end. Like there's a whole scene of him walking I mean, into Camp Crystal. I mean, had uh, to hustle a little bit. Forest Green. He, uh, hustle a little bit with the you know RV because I mean he gets a few miles before. He yeah, but they like, weren't that stabs, far. He stabs that dude in the head. I'm they, just saying they were heading back to the camp. They weren't that far outside of camp. Okay. See, I always just thought they, that they, they, they were... remember the girls talk about that. Like he just kind of wanted to get far enough away where they could to the RV section of the camp. Like I think it was still part of the camp down the road. Okay. Not the kids part, maybe. I was just trying to figure uh, out the, the amount of time it he's driving. That Jason kills the girl in the fucking bathroom and then stabs him in the head. Like I, I just assume it's like a few miles, but I'm just thinking like that's a little bit of a hike for Jason to come back again, to the area. They're also they're also heading towards the camp 
at that point. Okay. Like, they need to get. Well, they then need that to get, helps out. They need to get back. Then he should have waited until they got into the gap and then stabbed him in the head. Then everyone know that he's around. <laughs> <laughs> and he had time too. I mean, the police had to go on that whole high speed chase too. Of uh, yeah. yeah. The, and then they find the RV the way, down the road. Yeah, right? the They're police like, oh. are chasing this one dude while motherfuckers are getting murdered left to right, and nobody, uh, for the most part, is going. <laughs> Maybe we should go check on the camp. No, no, no. Let's go chase all our resources going after the one guy. The sheriff mm. literally won't even burn the fuel to drive to a nearby road to investigate the car that's stuck in the middle of it where and, Jason has murdered two people in the car. And the only yeah. surviving yeah. member of the police force, deputy with the fucking laser beam, because remember, <laughs> yeah. he's stuck in the cell. Where the dot goes. You know, that shebang. saved his life. Literally yeah. him being incompetent saved his life. <laughs> yep. Yep, I want that dude to show up at a con. I will totally get him to sign a poster. It's like where the well, red dot in, go, bang. He's in the the fan made ones, which I don't know how much we want to if we want to bring. Those I haven't up. gotten it. I know. We're... But there's yeah, but there is a couple that you know I suggest people check out. It's and he does a cameo in one of them, and I was kind of like, that's right. And I, 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 I was like, no, he fucking died six. No, he didn't. No, he never died. He was locked up in the fucking station. Yeah, never died. Yeah, greatest plan ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like a six, I think had. It's, it's hard for me. I think four's Jason kills actually stronger than sixes. Six had good setup. Six had good setup, but the actual kill was just basically getting him underwater and then like the fucking boat propeller hitting him in the in the fucking throat and he he drowns. Yeah. No, yeah, but when it comes to Jason's kill, I mean you're not going to get four. You can't. You're not you can't get more than, than his dude. face yeah. sliding down the. It's dude, not going to happen. Like four yeah. has like the strongest kill. Jason and he doesn't killed. even really die at the end of six anyway. He it's the final scare is him winking at you. <laughs> basically I like, do Burr. I do like that effect though when the boat propeller hits and you see chunks floating to snap, the top like snaps Wait, those too. chunks just floating to yeah. the top and you're like those are Jason chunks just yeah. floating around yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and then snap you're like oh now it, it's it's definitely good I'm just saying I think four is the best Jason kill like killing yeah. Jason now the, the other one another cool thing about six is just the they completely every time there's been a change to the actual score part three Part six, six was a lot. It's still Harry Manfredini's score, but done with different instruments. You know, like three, if you listen to it and listen to the first two movies, it's the same song, just now it's done with a beat and, you know, like, you know, a synthesizer. <laughs> like, and the same yeah. thing with six. Six is done more like gothic style music, but it's the same track, just with different instruments used. So it's really cool that they you're getting the same score just done differently. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And then after six, they just said, "Fuck it, we're not using the score anymore." Yeah, like whatever. Yeah, okay, mm -hmm. fuck. Now oh, after a while, they didn't even use the title anymore. They're just like, "Uh, Jason goes to hell." It's not even Friday. Well, that 13th. has that's where the legality shit started. I'm just yeah. saying, but that's where they were just like, "We're not even Jason X." Yeah. They just stopped saying Friday Thirteenth altogether. You know? After eight, yeah, because Paramount dropped that shit like a bad habit. And after eight, and here's the thing: is that it's Friday Thirteenth. Jason goes to hell. Like so, literally, they're even trying. No, it's Jason goes to hell the final Friday. I mean, There's sorry. no Friday thirteenth in there. No, no, no. I'm, the final you're right. Friday. I'm talking about uh, Jason goes <laughs> to Manhattan, but yeah. it's still Friday thirteenth. Yeah. But it's very small font. Friday thirteenth, eight, and then Jason and giant font that. So they'd already been pushing, pushing. Paramount that. was like, "You got, you're losing money." So Fuck really, it's, it really it's seven where they still were embracing the franchise, and then they went, oh, "It's just Jason." We don't yeah, because it was like Friday thirteenth, Friday thirteenth, seven, the new blood. <laughs> now one last thing I want to just say about six real quick is just I like the comedy tone of it hits you right over the head at the beginning where they literally do a James Bond thing at the very beginning it's of it it's so good but that's it's what I'm saying so good. and that's where you're like alright what is going like what are we in store for because like it's it may, it's so hilarious but it's just funny that like 
that immediate tone of like there's this is gonna be something different mm-hmm. so oh and the uh when they you, you uh mike you talked about when they killed the couple in the bug earlier yes and the girl and the and the girl got out and that's where he stabbed her in the puddle with the with the mm-hmm. with the fence post um but like if you remember when she let go of her hand it was an american express card yeah gratuitous product placement yeah <laughs> but it was like you know back then the slogan was you can't leave home without it like it was like it's just so much cheesy shit there but it's done it's done the right way yep like we understand it's cheesy but it doesn't deter from anything. None of that deterred from anything. So the movie was able to hold this standard of seriousness and horror and actually be horror, you know? It's great, though. It never forgets that you're here to have fun. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I, I'm trying to think of the last time you had someone try to reason and beg for their life with Jason. Most of the time, mm-hmm. they don't even get to that point. They're like, oh, shit, and dead. Like, yeah. And she's like, please, please, like, I'm good. here's money oh, or whatever. Oh, no, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But just that you don't usually have that where yeah, yeah. There's, someone's actually trying to reason with Jason. They don't usually make it. They don't even get that much of a sentence out of their mouth. All right, we kind of uh, gave you the rundown of uh, the ones we, like I said, Jason goes to hell. Listen to Beautiful Disasters yeah. episode on it. I don't give a fuck about talking about Jason X. I'm sorry. I, that, that fucking movie's it's it's horrible. Don't. Um, and then we've got Freddy versus Jason. That's the next big one. If you want to hear us talk about the remake, we did a killer filler on that uh, last year. So well, it's really a killer filler for part two. Because like it's not the, the, like the first Friday the 13th is like the first two minutes of the movie. But anyway, so we're not going to dig too much into the remake. But Freddy vs. Jason needs to be talked about. It It's an, it, an account, iconic battle. And it took 10 fucking years from teasing it and Jason goes to hell. Uh, I think you get a really good mix of both characters in that movie. Like I, I feel like it was marketed as a Freddy movie. And, it's kinda, and that's kind of how they show it. Like Freddy is puppeting Jason. Which makes sense. Like, how else are you going to get those two to, like, kind of come together, right? But I feel like it was marketed more as a Freddy, a nightmare film versus, like, an actual versus until you actually watch the film and you're like, no, okay, no, it's, like, totally. I feel like there's more real real world stuff than dream world stuff in that movie. That's what I'm saying. Once you watch it, it, it's. Which makes it more of a Jason movie, I think because the Friday, I mean, yeah, Nightmare franchise went down the tubes, too, but not as bad as Friday. Friday went, oh, dude. It's Freddy such a so hard bad. call on, Dude, on okay. what's shittier. I will watch Freddy's Dead over fucking Manhattan all day. I'm just saying. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> and then they had watch Wes Craven's new Nightmare to bring it back. Yeah, Jason I'll give never you, had I'll that. Give you that. Jason never had that. But they that, never had the. Jason didn't end on a strong but note. That new Nightmare <laughs> Freddy has no reference to what this Freddy versus Jason. You know, that's true, but. It had fans willing to go see a movie with Freddy. They saw in more it. potential. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like West Craven's Nightmare was amazing compared to anything after Six and Jason. <laughs> so. nah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's definitely the quippier, like, Saturday morning cartoon version of Freddy that shows up in Freddy vs. Jason, and that's why it's more marketable as his story. But it's interesting to note, he is uh, threatened a lot more by the humans than Jason ever is. Truth. Truth. I, I think they, I, honestly, I think they got the right director, because in uh, last franchise we we're talking about with Chucky, you know, Bride of Chucky, Ronnie Hughes, who they went with, and he showed he could take this this you know horror icon and have some fun with it. And I thought his directing is what makes Freddy vs. Jason not get... It's ridiculous, but you know it's ridiculous, and you're just like, let's have some fun with this. Yeah, it owns its ridiculousness, and yeah. the action stays good the entire time, exactly. too, which oh, dude, is wonderful. The flaming through the cornfield, dude. You can't <laughs> beat that shit. The bird's eye view of Jason just making this flaming path through a cornfield. Oh, Come the fuck on, man. That is so the awesome. The bed scene? Like, he kills oh, a motherfucker, and then he's like, and, and uh, like, pretty much like the sheriff, he's just like, ooh, there's a bed to do he this? He stabs him, like, ten times yeah. in the machete, and then he's like, oh, wait, thunk. You're like, oh, Jesus. And she comes out to discuss. Can you imagine? 
going to the bathroom and coming back, and the person you were about to fuck already is, fucked, already fucked, or, they're already, already fucked. Okay. But literally, you come back <laughs> and their head and their toes in the bed are touching each other, and they're bloody shit. You're like, all right, that I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of here. She didn't scream yeah. and leave. Yeah, and the movie feature is probably my favorite kill of the entire series by Jason, Kelly Rowland, because she's a force of nature in that movie. Oh, yeah, Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Almost, almost, almost beats Freddy just with her mouth. And then Jason walks right up to her and rocket punches her into the <laughs> yeah. a million miles away into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> that That's probably the second Jason movie to really, but also because you have the Freddy element as well, but it definitely brings in the humor. Like, I don't have any, really any qualms with Freddy versus Jason. I think for what it was, like, especially the final battle. And, then, and really, in the final battle, Freddy's kicking Jason's ass pretty hard. The whole fucking fight. Well, yeah, I mean. Jason's getting his ass and, handed to and him. And they did establish something that hadn't really been brought up, which is Jason's fear of water drowning. Yeah, I'm a and, little. And, I'm and, a little... They, and they worked it, but I think they did it okay. I was a little worried that that was like, that's his kryptonite. But it just, it would fuck with him. And it makes way. sense because. Freddie knows your fears. Yeah. And even though Jason's been able to be in water in the previous movies and not freak the fuck out, especially in six, like he's hiding in water. Like when Tommy's trying to get around him, he's just like in the water waiting to jump out. Like yeah. it, Jason doesn't, and he's, he, he goes back in the water at some point in eight to walk basically to Manhattan. Like Jason doesn't have a real fear of it. I think, well, he has a fear of drowning, not fear just of water. drowning. Yeah. So I think the subconscious thing t- Freddie tapped into really, I mean, to the point where he's, feel he's like, having water come out of him, which I thought was kind of cool when they're but initially, mouth to mouth with Jason, which 100% fucked oh. that. No <laughs> way. So, no, you're dying. Out. You're dying, bitch. Yep, you're dying. Sorry. Uh, nope. Nope. But like, that's the thing is, in the movie, the one scene that I had a problem with, not in the dream sequence where Freddy's drowning Jason, but when the other scene where Freddy is obviously fighting Jason in a dream world is when he makes the water fall, Jason's not drowning at that point. That's true. Jason's not drowning at that point, right? It's just in front of him. And oh, like no, 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 no. You know. Yeah, that that is a little ridiculous. It seems like he's scared of a dripping pipe at that point. <laughs> yeah. But him dreaming about Freddy drowning him. Yeah, that's or, understandable. I get that. Like or him drowning, reliving his 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 trauma, and then Freddy pumping out of the water and drowning him some more. Okay, I get that. That's fu- yeah, it's fucked. You know? Yeah. And I, I gotta say, whenever Freddy did something like completely fucking dastardly in that movie. The way they, his makeup was, where he, it made him like more look like a demon, with like demon eyes, and his teeth were all his teeth were super well, sharp. She was awesome. Kind of, kind of, you know, blending a little bit of the new Nightmare of Freddy into that is how as what yeah, I think they kind of yeah, did. Yeah. They definitely gave him more demon like lo- eyes, a la New Nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I really dug that. It's the best he's ever looked on screen. By I, far. I agree. And I, I agree. love how they end it in a way where there's no. This person definitely won. I mean, because, you know, you've got fucking Jason out of the water with Freddy's head. You're like, I guess it's pretty obvious. But then you have Freddy give that wink, and that wink is all you needed. Yeah, yeah. It's clear the two of them won, and the rest of us lose forever now. But the way Jason did it, I mean, he fucking stabs him with his own fucking claw. That shit's so good. (laughs) That shit's so good. Like, rips his arm off and stabs him with his own arm. And that's the kind of shit that we wanted to see. Yeah. Like, the movie hit everything. I feel like it hit every... It checked every box you needed to check to be a Freddy vs. Jason movie. It really did. And here's the thing is that you look at that and you're like, well, yeah, like, we got what we wanted. Except for the CGI parts. (laughs) Right. But for the most part, we got what we wanted. 
And he's like, oh yeah, it's it's easy. It's a you know so and so versus so and so. But how many movies? How many fucking you know Alien vs Predator? How many like things like that have we had that have just been complete dog shit? So even though we think it should be an easy concept and just mm-hmm. have fun with it, you still see a movies of this caliber just fucking just go off the tracks mm-hmm. it's because joy and fun are too often forgotten in those kinds of team-up movies yeah. and this one keeps it front and center it, <laughs> it really did it really did it was uh it was done so well for how horrible it could have been yeah you know because he like i love i love how the director's like i don't i don't want kate hunter back i'm like oh <laughs> we it, yeah it, it, that was uh, a kind of ballsy movie he's like eh, uh, yeah you know but, but again what's can we just throw this out there's kate hunter and i know we look i know Kane Hodder and everybody's like, oh, that's that's the definitive Jason. It's because he played he's the definitive more... shitty Jason movies. Like that's yeah. He is the reason he's definitive is because he played Jason more than once. No one else ever played Jason more than once. That's really it. The movies that they were making, and this is no fault to Kane Hodder. Like I think his Jason wasn't bad. Like how he chose to portray Jason, like the the chest breathing and like just this. Fo- he he did do that. Jason was a force in his own way, right? It was just those movies weren't good. No. Yeah. Like, they weren't good at all. If, if there had been better writing and better sequels, he could have been, like, the ultimate also for being in some of the best Jason movies. But they, eh, they didn't do <laughs> I, I just, look, you know, for years and years of the cons, I Kane Hodder's been, he. I mean, that's kind of his thing. He's You're going to see him at a con. I mean. And I think, like I said, I think he was, gr- I think he, as his, his version of Jason was different, and I thought it was good. But there's none. You know? There's none of the movies that he was Jason in. I ever want a poster to get autographed. So like, there's no real drive there. Hatchet. But but that's what I'm saying is, <laughs> is now because I've fallen in love with Hatchet. That's where I see Ken Hodder. I'm like motherfucker Hatchet. I will get him yeah. to sign any of the Hatchet movie yeah, posters. Exactly. But like, it just sucks because he is playing this iconic character that it would be nice. And and a lot of people do love his movie, the his Jason movies. Uh, Why? I don't know. But like I said, my problem with him as Jason has never been his. Jason, it's been the movies that he had to do to play Jason. Yeah, they just they the right. Yeah, the I don't think I don't even think he did a shitty job. It's no, just, I don't think he did it at all. I'm yeah, just, we like, had one of the greatest. A, if you're in a boring sleeping fucking, bag scene, we didn't yeah. talk about the sleeping bag fucking scene. That's right. <laughs> he literally has what has gone down history as the greatest Jason kill ever was the sleeping bag scene. Yeah, yeah, but he's you all know. he's just representative of too many of the shitty ones. Yeah, yeah. it's just hard because you have to go through a. He makes a great Jason, a boring in a boring fucking movie that makes no fucking sense over and over again. But you know he's that Jason, whatever. I I do feel bad for him about that, but you know it's it it gave him like now he goes to kind of people like before Hatchet he was still doing like because he was Jason. There are people that love those Friday Thirteenth movies. Yeah, so you know, but like the the guy who they got for Freddy versus Jason was a big bitch. He's a, he was a Canadian stunt, and he actually saw him in part eight. He was a guy who got right. thrown over the... Uh, oh, the car, right? In the, the diner. Oh, in yeah. The diner scene. He got thrown over the fucking counter in the diner. Big-ass Canadian stunt dude. Uh, is it, most people that play Jason were stunt guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, but he was... Oh, he was a big boy. Biggest, like I said, well, you go back and listen to the Killer Phillip, but Derek Mears is a big motherfucker, too. Like, yeah. Jason in the remake was huge. Um Big, big. If it's met him in person, you had to look up to him, and I'm fucking six foot. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, we kind of went over the worst, best you know, own opinions, best kills. You know, I don't really. I mean, I don't really care about going over worst kills. We're running out of time anyway. We still got some more stuff to talk. The worst to kills do. are the ones where you, the, you know, they cut, they just, edit, they neutered it's them. Just quick stabbing, or uh, half the ones in seven that should have been badass that weren't. You know. <sighs> 
So, um, all right. But before we leave, we are going to talk about our sponsors. We've got Amazon.com. You click on our link and you go and shop through Amazon Normal. We get a little kickback. And we appreciate that shit. Second being T Public. Click on the link at uipodcast.com and it takes you to our T Public merch page where we have a fuck ton of designs that you can get on multiple things like tote bags, laptop covers, fucking so many things. Just so get a things. whole set of dire- of stickers just yeah, for all just the different every, things. Every show on the network get a sticker and, you, you know, or, and a magnet and yeah. that's it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And uh, also on GUIPodcast.com is all the shows under the GUI network. There's something for everybody. Everyone's throwing out good content. So make sure you check that shit out. And now it is time for Stump, the host. All right, so here we are again, Stump the fucking host. Oh, fucking man. Hunter got back up again. Yeah, so now you're, well, now you're on, up by three. You're up while. by two. Now you're now you're back up to three. I was getting a little nervous. So let's see. Let's see. How, let's see how you do. So and then that last one, I think it was by one. I got one. You literally kept ant- saying the same answer over and over again. It, until it, you got it worked. Right. I know it, it worked. fucking worked. You bastard. So uh, Riser, <laughs> you get to decide who goes first. Oh well, since you're up already, you might as well start. Ooh, oh, let's shit. get the party Ooh, going. That's the opposite. I like it. Man. Man. All right. So this first question here: the 1965 real life torture murder of Sylvia Likens inspired not one but two 2007 horror films about the incident. One based on a Jack Ketchum novel that goes for broke on the gore. Another one, a classier, more artistic film with Catherine Keener and Elliot Page. Name one of them. Fuck me. I have no idea. 2007. 2007. Oh. Well, uh, I, I, I'd ask for Peter, but that's a lot of information. So, uh, so based off a Jack Ketchum novel? Yes. One of the films is. One of the films is. Hmm. Of the two. Yes. One has who? One has Catherine Keener and Elliot Page. It is not the one based on the Jack Ketchum novel. Hmm. The Jack Ketchum one has nobody's. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll draw, I have Super not Glory, sure. 2007? Oh. And you're gonna say it, and then I'm gonna be really. Yeah, I, off. I don't think I can get that one. I don't think I can steal it. Yeah. Yep. Sure. The girl next door was the one that uh, was based on the Jack Ketchum novel oh. and is absolutely disgusting. The more psychological horror film is an American Crime. I've never seen. I've seen. Huh. I've seen the girl next door. I haven't. I haven't seen American Crime. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, there you go. Well, I didn't get to steal it from you. So. Yeah. You wasted the first first round there, Hunter. <sighs> Here we go. Oh I got boy. one for you. Here we go. The internet is going nuts right now with a rumor that legendary video game developer Hideo Kojima is bringing back a super famous, long dormant horror video game and movie series famous for its villain Pyramid Head. What is it? Oh, Silent Hill. Yep. Okay. God damn it. As soon as you said Pyramid <laughs> Head, I was like, uh, I'm not going to. Well, no, it, that's what gave it away because I was going to say, uh, was it, uh, was it, there was Zombie Island and then House of the Dead that were. Both yes. made it into a movie at some point. I thought so I, was going I, like, I thought you were doing some kind of like other reference no, to Splatterhouse. Those were um, games that w- did make it into movie, and then both the game and the movie were kind of trash in House of the Dead. And, well, yeah, I, I thought it was gonna, gonna be a Splatterhouse one because honestly, Splatterhouse, the your hero wears a fucking hockey mask and kills <laughs> yeah. motherfuckers yeah. with different weapons like machetes and stuff like that like in the haunted houses. Yeah. It's Plainly a ripoff of Jason. Anything, and you do wearing a hockey esque mask. Yeah, is blame, but it's not just a Jason. hockey mask. It's the build, like he's all muscle bound and shit like that too. So yeah, and there hasn't been a good, there hasn't been a Splatterhouse game period since like the Xbox 360 days. Exactly. Oh shit, it's right. we're two systems away from that now. Yep. Fuck man, long time ago. Jesus. <laughs> oh, so I've got one for you now. In uh, Friday the Thirteenth Three, Jason kills one of the victims while the victim is reading a Fangoria magazine about the artistry and career of what. 
Friday the 13th behind the scenes professional. Tom Savini. Yes. That, that was that too was, easy. Yeah. That was too easy. As soon as you said like, Fangoria, by the way, I was like, all right. If you cool. get that wrong, I would have probably punched you. All right. I'm all right. sorry. A little less pressure. As, right. as much as we mentioned over and over again, part four, it's, you know, Savini did that. Savini did that. You know about Savini? Like, yeah, Savini, Savini. Yeah. Savini, Savini. Savini, Savini. <laughs> Savini on Savini. Which, on a side note, anybody that hasn't seen it, definitely check out Smoke Savini. and Mirrors. Yeah. The documentary on Shudder yeah, is so, so good. fucking so good. good. All right, I've got one for you now. The Hughes brothers directed this 2001 adaptation of a graphic novel about a famous historical serial killer starring Johnny Depp. Jack, uh, from hell. Oh, damn it. I was, I was like, he said, right. the, 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 the year got me because I was like, oh no, that's it's, it's serial killer. It's like, it's got to be from hell. Yeah. Or the movie that kept putting people to sleep as when I worked at the theater. After every show, I would go in there and find people passed the fuck out. There's something about the tone of that movie. Dude, I love that, that movie. I no, think no, it was solid. But as there fuck. was something about the, the late showings of that movie that would just knock people out. Like I, I can't. It's you. a slow burn. It's a, it's the a suspense. First, the first week, you go in there and find people passed out. Right, <laughs> right. The third one. It's weird. I don't know what it was about that movie. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, shit. All right. Pressure's on. Yeah. Who are the only two actors who have faced off against an alien, a Terminator, and a Predator? Name one. Bill Paxton. There you go. God nice. Very good. That was so good. That was oh, like, right yeah. off. Oh. That's a good fucking question. That's my boy. That's my boy, <laughs> That's Bill Paxton. Yeah. That's a good fucking yep. question. All right, so we're tied. Yep. And yeah. The other answer is Lance Henriksen for The Curious, which leads into our next question. Mm. Uh, Lance Henriksen was the star of this 1990s X-Files spinoff that is horror-tinged, featuring a psychic detective squaring off against serial killers. A psychic Oh, detective. I got this so bad. Staring off against serial killers? Yes. Yeah. Say that again? I'm sorry. Like, I was... Lance Henriksen... It's, Lance Henriksen starred in what 1990s spinoff of the X-Files as a psychic detective going up against serial killers? I have no fucking idea. Oh, man. Millennium. Yes. That was a thing? Yeah, it was a spinoff. There was Fuck. two spinoffs. It's a thing you would there love. Was, there was two spinoffs <sighs> from X-Files. That one, Fuck, man. and then I lost they did the uh, Lone Gunman uh, series. Fuck me, man. I lost on that. That's fucking bullshit, yeah. dude. That's fucking yeah. bullshit. I was worried when you were going that route that you were going to go near dark, and I, that would have fucked me. <laughs> that shit happens because he's old, and he remembers that. Like, I only watched X-Files when I was younger. I had no idea there was a spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to watch it. I mean, I never watched the show. I just knew there was a spinoff, so. Fuck. All right. So, 101. So, hit us up at lowdownbrown.gui.gmail.com. Let us know what you think about Friday the 13th movies, best, worst, favorite kill, least favorite kill. Um, we're going to post stuff on social media with also asking questions. So make sure you check out our Instagram and Facebook on the stories. We're going to ask some questions about, do you agree this is the best, worst, you know, yada, yada. So be on the lookout for that. And until we talk to you again, stay safe. that keep rehashing the same things. Only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like 
a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Scotty Big Daddy Preston here, that's right, the Geek Father, asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, join us or cry. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com.